So as you heard from our bat mitzvah, today is traditionally known as Shabbat Hagadol, the great Sabbath. Now there are several explanations as to why this Shabbat is given this particular name. First of all, the reason might just be liturgical. Because if you read along with Ariana, you might have noticed that one of the verse reads, I will send to you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the awesome, fearful day of the Lord. Another likely possibility, as explained by Rabbi Menachem Ibn Zerach in the 14th century, is that in Kehilot Gedolot, in large congregations, people would come and gather today to hear halachot gedolot, to hear great laws, which refers to the explanation of the laws of Pesach. And then congregations would sit back in their seats and settle in for the best nap of their lives. Because traditionally, this was the longest sermon of the year. So I can't promise that you won't nap this morning, but don't worry, you have my word. I don't think it will be the longest sermon of the year. But I never thought in my years as a rabbi, I would add an explanation as to why this Shabbat is called Shabbat Hagadol. So yes, it's the Shabbat that immediately precedes the holiday of Pesach, but it's also a Shabbat that takes place during the week in which we mourn a giant in our congregation, in which we mourn a gadol. We remember as a community the impact made and love imparted by our beloved Rabbi Svi Dershowitz. So yes, it is Shabbat Hagadol this morning, and I will share some insights about Pesach. But today we will invoke the memory of a gadol, a great rabbi, an attentive and loyal husband, father, grandfather, the best colleague, the most wonderful friend. In the Magid section of the Haggadah, we read about the four children. We read about the wise child and the wicked, the simple child, and the child who does not know how to ask the question. And this year, I'm drawn to that fourth child, the one, the child who doesn't know how to even ask. And if you look at the Haggadah over your Seder this year, look at the line. It says, At petach lo. You should begin for him. The Yerushalmi explains that means you, the adult, you have to initiate the conversation about the exodus from Egypt. Now you'll see, we don't have an age listed for this child. So it's so fascinating, it doesn't necessarily mean that the child doesn't know how to speak. It might just mean that the child doesn't feel comfortable, might feel scared, might not feel entirely welcome to sit at the Seder and ask those kinds of questions that are sitting within. You don't have to raise your hand, but I'm curious, how many of us in our lifetime have been that child, have been that person, afraid to ask the question because maybe we don't want to be perceived as less than, 
as uneducated, and our fear over others, what others might think, somehow that takes precedence over becoming involved and engaged. And so now the Seder becomes this laboratory of education, the ways in which we can and should act in the world. Because how many of us have chosen to, sat, to sit on our hands instead of speaking up, instead of questioning, because we let others' judgments indicate the ways we walk in this world. But there has been a rabbi in this congregation for 50 years who wasn't afraid to speak up, who wasn't afraid to speak out. At Petach Lo, says the Haggadah. Rabbi Dershowitz initiated the conversation, the Jewish conversation, so that so many of us, so that each Jew he encountered, no matter their age, no matter their background, no matter their culture, felt welcomed at the table. I was so touched this past Wednesday when one of our past presidents, Joseph Gabayan, stood up at the Shiva and said, you have to remember, it was Rabbi Dershowitz that courageously opened Sinai Temple's doors to new Persian immigrants fleeing Iran. And he said, Rabbi Dershowitz would say from this very bima, if the bima, that's right, from this very bima, if we don't welcome our fellow Jews, who are we? Generations of Persian Jews have told me over the past few days, we owe who we are as Jews to Rabbi Dershowitz. Now, throughout my years here at Sinai Temple, I witnessed B'nai Mitzvah after B'nai Mitzvah delivering their divrei Torah, confident in their messages to the congregation because Rabbi Dershowitz, I don't know if you know this, spent hours upon hours with each bar and bat mitzvah he would get to know each child for exactly who they were, who they are, helping them to craft a speech, words of Torah, words filled with personal connection and a commitment to the Jewish future. As Rabbi Wolpe mentioned on Wednesday at the funeral, Rabbi Dershowitz had a particular talent and skill in that he truly cared about each person's story. In fact, believe it or not, it was just, I don't know, maybe a month ago, if you can believe it. The clergy, for different kind of scheduling purposes, we weren't able to officiate at a funeral. And we said, oh, we'll call Rabbi Dershowitz, because even as recent as a month ago, Rabbi Dershowitz was still doing funerals and performing shivas and counseling congregants. And Rabbi Dershowitz said, Nicole, call me. <laughs> And we spoke on the phone for probably 15 minutes, and he said, tell me everything you know about this congregant. Tell me their names, their connection to the synagogue, whatever you know so that I can deepen my connection to them, so I can deepen and tell their story. And as I hung up the phone a month ago, I thought to myself, that's a rabbi. That's a rabbi. Not someone who does a task because it's their job, but someone who has developed a deep calling to reveal the intricacies of someone's soul, 
and through relationship brings that person closer to God. That was Rabbi Dershowitz. That's the legacy and lesson he leaves with all of us. Opening space within our tradition, whether it was your wedding, your conversion, your bar bat mitzvah, he reminded all of us that we too are part of this unfolding Jewish story. So at this point in my rabbinate, I've officiated at a fair number of funerals. And usually when we get to the time of graveside, you'll hear the rabbi ask those who are in mourning to start reciting the Kaddish. And often you'll hear the mourners recite the words, and those guests who are gathered, we answer, Amen. But on Wednesday at Rabbi Dershowitz's funeral, I don't know if anyone else noticed, I'm sure you did, but something quite beautiful occurred. When Rabbi Wolpe announced Kadisha Yatom, I watched as everyone stood and recited the prayer together. You know, the words of the Kaddish, they aren't about death. Rather, if you read the translation, the words are an affirmation of our faith in God. And as Rabbi Dershowitz's family and friends, congregants, and community said Kaddish in unison for him, I thought to myself, Rabbi, you did it again. <laughs> because even through your death, you brought all of us closer to God, closer to tradition, closer to our community, closer to each other. We will forever mourn his physical presence in the back of the sanctuary where his family members so lovingly sit this morning. But a true Godel's essence, a Godel, his essence never leaves his family, his students, his congregation, his seat. In tribute to our teacher and our friend, I'm going to ask you, if Rabbi Dershowitz presided over one of your life cycles, will you rise at this time? And don't worry, I'm not going to leave anyone out. <laughs> if Rabbi Dershowitz touched your soul, will you please rise? I know he's no longer physically present today, but I truly believe his soul sits and stands with all of us this morning. And so we are going to sing in his honor. Mr. Ariel Cohen is behind on the organ, and he will help us to sing Gesher Tsar Ma'od, one of Rabbi Dershowitz's favorite songs, because the world truly is a very narrow bridge, but this morning we thank Rabbi Dershowitz for being a guide for us on this bridge, in this world, and the world beyond. Oh, how long, oh, 
please join us. Gesher Tsar Miyot Gesher Tsar Miyot Gesher Tsar Miyot Kol Haulam Kulo Gesher Tsar Miyot Gesher Tsar Dershowitz's memory forever be a blessing. And let us say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated.